Self-love and saying no isn't selfish, it's self-full. Curry, and welcome to the iRise podcast. I'm a registered clinical mental health counseling intern. I have a master's in clinical mental health counseling. That means that I've seen everybody from those of you who think you're normal all the way to the true diagnosable crazies. I'm also the head of Phoenix Counseling in the Palm Beaches. We cover everything from the daily minutia to the crap we deal with that we hope is a once in a lifetime shitstorm, all the way to those taboo, kinky things you're thinking that you are worried to voice. You're also welcome to email me and I will personally respond because let's be honest, I'm super fantastic and you do want to talk to me. You can reach me at askmandy at irisepodcast.com. And we're so lucky to be recording from the Rain Soundworks Recording Studio. Thanks for being here with us. I appreciate you. So today we're talking about balance. I think we all struggle with it, myself included. But I have really decided that balance is the key to everything that's going to ail you in life. Oh, and coconut oil. I've heard that's a thing, too. I mean, sleeping is good for you. Recharges the body, helps the brain process the day. Unless, of course, you sleep 20 hours a day. And then, you know, I recommend you see a doctor. Food is fuel. Keeps you alive. But let's not consume it until the first responders have to cut you out of your bathtub. Carrots are nutritious, but too many turns you orange and newsflash, Oompa Loompas, they are not hot. It's not easy. Everyone struggles with it at some point, in some area of their lives. It's worth it, though. If work is unmanageable, is it because you're working to exhaustion and you don't have time for anything else? Are you volunteering to run every bake sale? Nobody likes these bake sales. Is the yearly family portrait on the beach a damn nightmare? All of you in matching linen outfits so that out of a hundred photos, you've got two you can actually post on social media? You know, the two before the baby's face is swollen and red from screaming. That other kid that is now wet. And covered in sand, which is only a problem because you put him in white linen in the first place. The wife's smile looks totally fake because she's considering walking into the ocean. And let's be honest, the husband probably wouldn't stop her. Stop it. Stop everything you're doing. Work, play, family, parent, friend, exercise, adulting. Finance, hobbies, cleaning, fucking, whatever it is you do, do all of it. If you're crossing off whole categories, you need to cut back somewhere. And don't tell me you can't. None of us are that important, including me. Learn to say no. It's a skill that you're going to need to learn sooner or later. I recommend sooner. 
You have a limited amount of time and energy. Every minute that you spend doing something you don't want to do is a minute lost, a minute closer to death not doing something that will bring you joy, happiness, love, productivity, and orgasms. I mean, unless you don't like orgasms, but that's a whole different issue, and I really feel sorry for you. When somebody tells me how busy they are, or how overloaded in obligations or events, how exhausted they are from their life, I don't think, wow, look at them living the dream. Instead, I sit there and think, this person either can't say no or does not know how to prioritize. I know it seems foreign, but it's worth it. Imagine doing more of what you love and less supposedly obligatory events. Because that's just crap we've told ourselves we're supposed to do. No one needs to spearhead every project or host every obnoxious holiday. We don't need to be constantly on call for our job. That's the ego talking. We are not that important. We're all important enough to be individuals. We deserve to take up space. But we're not so indispensable that we have to control, facilitate, and run everything, thus leaving us too exhausted to pursue what or who we want, love, or need. We all have a lot to do. Life is busy, and life is challenging. But at the end of the day, if we don't learn to balance those things, to figure out how to run every area of our life and not live in one little box, we're not going to succeed. You don't choose work over your family. And I know we all say that. Oh, well, that's a given, Mandy. Yeah, sure, it is. But we still work 60 hours a week, so it's pretty hard to tell me that your family is a priority when they're not who you spend your time with. You can tell me your hobbies, but then you tell me the last time you did it was three to six months ago. That's not a hobby. You've got a spouse you aren't sleeping with. You've got a house that's fallen apart because you haven't taken the time to put it back together. These are things that you need to get control of. And I get it. It's hard. But I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done myself. You've got to be able to balance it. Because life isn't little boxes you can check off. As rewarding as that is, I get it. We have to be able to have our little things in life that we like, that we love, or that we have to do. Am I telling you not to ever do anything you don't want to do? No, because nobody would do laundry and scrub their toilets. And that's just not a thing. But it's that balance of, sure, I need to do laundry and dishes. But do you need to scrub the grout with a toothbrush? I don't think you do. Sure, you love your kids and your family, but do you need that ridiculous photo on the beach? No, you don't, because a Christmas card is about to end your marriage. At the end of the day, as hard and tedious as it is, we have to learn to balance the things that are actually a priority for us. If you tell me that you can't, it worries me. You know, I might be a therapist, but... I'm not on call 24-7. I'm not a surgeon. If you're bleeding out or losing your shit, you need to go to the hospital. Really fucking good at what I do. But there is no credential in my name that says that I'm going to be able to walk you through a true emergency 
Hence the reason my voicemail starts with, if this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. We get so wrapped up. We create emergencies that don't exist. We have a lot of shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. Why? You know, I had a patient once tell me, well, Mandy, you know, I, I feel bad that I'm not just a normal person. You know, I do laundry, but then I get dressed every single day using the laundry out of the dryer. I don't just take it out and put it away in my dresser like a quote-unquote normal person. I looked at him and I said, so? And he looked confused. You live alone. You aren't taking up the dryer and keeping somebody else from using it. So why should you put it away in the dresser? I mean, at least you're not doing the guy's sniff test and pulling it off the floor. Why should you do that? We fill ourselves with these shoulds, these things we're supposed to do, and it keeps us from balance. No one gives a shit if you fold your laundry. Just don't go out of the house looking homeless. Doesn't matter what you drive or what you live in or whether or not you have somebody do your lawn or you choose to go out there like a lunatic and trim it with a pair of scissors because you need it to be a certain height. But whatever is important to you, that's what needs to be the priority. And don't give me the bullshit of what you think you're supposed to have as a priority. I will tell you straight up, whatever you spend your time on, that's your fucking priority. Don't tell me it's your kids and then work 80 hours a week. Don't tell me it's your job and call out sick left and right. Whatever you spend your time on is your priority. And whatever you're cutting out and you don't find time for is where you need the balance. Write a list of what's important to you. And while I know we all have to work 40 hours a week and there's only 24 hours in a day, make sure that there's at least roughly the same amount of time in all those categories. Otherwise, you're either not saying no or you're not balancing your shit. I know it's tedious, but eventually it becomes the default. It gets easier. The beautiful thing about your brain and neuroplasticity is that you have the ability to change. You have the ability to make something else your default. Everyone does, even though you want to give me all the reasons why it's different for you. Why you are a unique snowflake and that is just not the case. But at the end of the day, as unique as your story is, we're all just people. Get your shit together, figure out what your priorities are, and balance it out. Because that's the only thing that's going to make you happy. I want to be there for you, and I want to help you through this. But the willingness? That's up to you. As promised, I want to make sure to answer your emails as best as possible. Again, if you have any questions, you can go to our website, irisepodcast.com. Click on Ask Mandy. You can use the web app to ask your question. Or, of course, you're always welcome to email me at askmandy at irisepodcast.com. Today's question comes from Heather V. She's from West Palm Beach, Florida. Here's what she's asked me. 
she apparently has a meat conundrum, which <laughs> right off the bat had to make me giggle. I have the sense of humor of a 16-year-old boy. She writes, I was a meat eater my whole life, and then overnight I turned vegan a year ago as a health choice. However, after six months of struggling to feel satisfied and continually fighting being tired, I slowly started bringing back cheese, eggs, and even fish into my diet. Yet still struggling a year later, the initial change came when I became aware of the inhumane way this country kills the animals as well as handles the meat that we consume. This consists of steroids, fillers, etc. Currently, I feel stuck. Thinking about bringing back chicken, but I don't know if I can. I'm having an issue finding a balance between eating what is right for me spiritually, which is cruelty-free, and what is right for me physically, which is proper nutrition. Even if it is, which she's not short of, she's asking for suggestions. So Heather, I'm reading this. And first off, let me just thank you for writing in. This is a really legitimate question. I have to be honest, you cannot be the only person stressing about this. I do have a couple things that I make it difficult to answer this. Because on one hand, you say that you became a vegan as a health choice. So my first question is, what is the health concern? Why did we go not only to be vegetarian, but all the way to vegan for health choice and without knowing the medical background that makes it difficult? Then we get into you talking about the inhumane ways in which animals are treated and slaughtered. I hear that. You know, I was a vet tech for years. And the first time I went to a slaughterhouse, I was appalled. So I do understand that side of it. Now, with the understanding that I am not a nutritionist, so I don't want to step outside of my scope of expertise, you have a couple things here. And I'm so glad that you emailed while we were talking about balance. If we're talking about health, as with most things, if you look on the internet, you're going to find something that supports both sides. I run into that all the time, you know? I advise or I make recommendations and somebody finds a way to combat it because they can tell me how it won't work, even though, you know, their way is not working either. If we're talking about health, I wonder why you were continually fatigued. Was it your calorie count was too low? Was there not enough leafy greens so your iron was low? Not enough B vitamins based on what you're eating? I'm not sure. If it was a health choice, I would need to know your medical background to figure out why you made a health choice to be vegan. As for the inhumanity, oh, I get that. But at the end of the day, we are talking about balance. Only you know how important that is to you. What I mean by that is only you can tell me whether the possible inhumanity is worth your health. I don't know what health choice was concerning you that made you move to being vegan, but the fact that being vegan makes you fatigued worries me that that wasn't the best health choice, regardless of what it was. Because if you make a health choice, it should make you feel better, not worse. So that concerns me. As for the way they're treated, not every farm and not every production site is inhumane. I personally don't eat veal. 
but I eat meat. Because I don't like the idea of a baby calf being tied up to a rotel, which is basically a glorified doghouse, so that they don't develop muscle, so that they're more tender. I don't believe in torturing an animal just to eat him. That said, I'm not going to not eat meat because that's what my body in particular needs. I don't speak for everyone, though. Only you can tell me if spiritually eating meat is going to harm you worse than being vegan and not feeling satisfied and fighting fatigue constantly. Only you know how strong that belief is. What I would recommend is do some research. Look for some places where you feel like these animals are being treated humanely. You're here in West Palm, which means in Palm Beach County, there are several places in Loxahatchee, as well as at the farmer's markets around us, where you get local produce and animal products where they are free range. They're cruelty free. I would say that if your body needs meat, you need to eat meat. Now understand that this comes from a place of, I'm going to look out for you. I look out for every client. If you come to me, you have to be my priority. And you have to understand that while I wouldn't spiritually ask you to compromise your beliefs, at the same time, I'm not going to tell you to feel like crap because we want to save a cow I've never met. So that's where that comes from. So what I would say is if your body needs meat, you need to eat meat because you are my priority. However, in order to do that in a way that is not spiritually damaging to you, I recommend you do some research, look for some places, you can even tour several of them, and find somewhere where it is, in fact, what you have said in your email is cruelty-free. Somewhere that does not have the steroids and the fillers, which I believe is the health issue that you're mentioning, but I just don't want to speak to that because you did not elaborate. You can find places that don't have steroids and fillers that will be medically compromising, as well as finding places that won't be spiritually compromising by treating the animals appropriately until they end up on your plate, which it sounds like you need. Whether it is because you need me to tell you it's okay, or whether you're truly struggling with it and you just don't know, only you know the answer to that. Only you know how spiritually compromising this is for you. But the fact that you mention a lack of satisfaction as well as fatigue sounds like you may need to reconsider your decision in a way that serves you best. Do some research. Tell me what you come up with. And if you have any trouble finding anything, reach out. I'm happy to help in any way I can. If I can do some research and find somewhere for you, I'm happy to do that too. Let me know what you come up with. At the end of the day, I don't have to live with your decision, so we have to keep that in mind. But I think that there has to be a solution where your body gets what it needs, as well as your head and your heart. Best of luck, Heather, and if you need anything, feel free to reach out. I'm here for you. All right, my pretties, that about wraps it up for this week. I really appreciate you being here with me to explore all the stuff that life tosses our way. If you have any questions, don't forget, you can email me at askmandy at irisepodcast.com. You can also use the web app on our website, 
irisepodcast.com. Just click on Ask Mandy. That question comes directly to me. If you're looking for individual therapy services or you need a consultation, honestly help of any kind, go to the Contact Us link on our website. Again, that's irisepodcast.com. And tell me what method is best to contact you. Remember that telephonic services are available, so location isn't a barrier to receive help. I will help you anywhere. Remember to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you can stay updated on iRise episodes, blogs, events. You know you want to hear from me. Make sure to sign up so you don't miss out. Thank you so much, Stan Rain. He's our show's producer. He's the recording engineer, and he's really cute. We're here at Rain Soundworks Recording Studio. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for part of it. I really do appreciate you. And remember, you deserve to be the sun that rises through your darkest night. To be the phoenix of your light, from ashes to flight, I rise. <laughs>